Merry Christmas, everyone. It is 2.39 a.m. my time, Christmas Day. Um, I wanted to first give a spoiler alert to anyone about to listen to this holiday episode where we, the Well Redeems podcast, discuss Simon versus the Homo Sapien Agenda by Becky Albertalli. Uh, we do give spoilers for the book and the movie adaptation, Love, Simon, and how the two differ. And we even give a brief spoiler on the sequel to the original book, which is Leah on the Offbeat. Um, so just want to give you those disclosures. I hope you guys really love this episode. It's definitely my favorite up to date. And have a wonderful holiday. Thanks. Welcome to this episode of the Well Read Dames podcast, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Ashley. Alicia. I'm Susie. And our special guest of this podcast, Honorary Dame. Justin. Yay! So glad to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Justin and Alicia are sharing a microphone for this podcast, so there may be some slight delays while he chats, but it should be pretty good. We also, for some reason, have my dogs in the room, so <laughs> hopefully that does not become a factor, but here we are. It's Saturday. It's two days before Christmas Eve, three days before Christmas mm-hmm. for people following calendars. I'm going to try and have this edited and posted as our holiday Christmas episode, and so that means I would have to do it tomorrow. Damn, girl. I think, right? It, yeah. Is this because this is Christmas Saturday? Christmas is Tuesday. Yes. Wild. Wild. So I have to do it tomorrow, which is Sunday. Um, so woohoo! <laughs> Happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Solstice. Yeah. Happy Solstice. Happy Solstice. Happy early New Year's. Um, all that good stuff to anyone out there listening. Uh, we're going to talk today about Becky Albertalli's book, Simon versus the Homo Sapien Agenda which was amazing. We all loved it. We also just before now stuffed our faces with pizza and breadsticks and a bunch of rum balls Mm -hmm. and a bunch of wine. We had seven bottles to start and we don't have seven anymore. (laughs) Feeling good. (laughs) We we watched Love, Simon, um, the movie adaptation of this book, Mm -hmm. which was very different from the book, although it has the same general theme and characters. And we like things about it. I like some things about the movie more. I like some things about the book more. Uh, I'd already seen the movie. And so Justin, this was Susie and Alicia's first viewing. They had a lot of strong opinions. We basically had to stop commenting because every every five minutes we were like, well, probably every three minutes. It was like, this isn't how that happened in the book. So we had to just kind of stop and just kind of experience it. So we're kind of going to get into that. Uh, but I think that overall they're both amazing. Yes. Uh, but before we pop into that, we have some book updates and news for you guys. Yay. Hi. Yay. Hi. I'll continue. <laughs> so we just a moment ago scrambled to pick a book for next month because we're professionals and we're organized. Yeah. And we're going to read The Last Mrs. Parrish by Liv Constantine. That's a fantastic book pen name if that's her pen name uh but it's the last mrs parish uh alicia and i have both already actually read it i will be rereading it um because it's so good Susie's never read it i will be listening to it on audible because Ooh. that's how i roll you're gonna get <laughs> so mad 
so good. I've been told they want me to read this because I will be pissed off by it. So we'll see it's, how this goes. It's like a book you love to hate. Like, <laughs> please read this book. It is an experience. I remember Alicia read it first and then I borrowed her copy of it. And I was like, I hate this book. I'm so mad. Uh, but it it's crazy. It has a lot of twists and a lot of turns. It ends like awesome. Although I have conflicted emotions about some aspects of this book. Uh, we will get into all of it. And I really am excited for Susie to hate this book, you guys. <laughs> Me but too. I think she's going to hate it in the way you're supposed to hate it. Because if you read this book and you think, well, I really love everything that happens, you're pretty fucked up. So <laughs> it's going to be um, a journey. So it's it's really good. And I'm excited. Um, the moment that I that I read this, I told Alicia that we had to have Susie read it. Just, <laughs> just so that we got like Mad Susie on the podcast. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> I'm excited extra to hear Mad Susie because don't get to hear Mad Susie very often. So it'll be good times. It takes a lot to get me mad. When Susie gets mad, it's like my favorite thing. Like not because she's mad because generally she's pretty upset and that sucks. But she gets so pissed off and I'm like, get it. Like, yes, unleash the rage. Like I get mad about everything. And so... <laughs> I normally just cry about everything. Yeah. <laughs> so when I get mad, I get real mad. And it's amazing. When yeah. she breaks through like past tears to like rage, yeah. it's just like, yes. But very scary if she's mad at you. Yeah. Don't yeah. let don't, her be mad at you. No. Don't fuck up that bad. I think yeah. that's happened once to me. Yeah. Don't do it. It was in your kitchen and it was scary. Don't, it was well, not later. I do not remember oh, this. Oh, Also <laughs> once at a Halloween party. I would say that was uh, last year. <laughs> Yeah, two years ago. I think I do remember Two years that. ago, yeah. That was amazing, by the way. Maybe we'll get to that I later. missed that. I was sad. Oh, it was fantastic. I was, like, Probably not drunk though. enough to be confused, and I was just enjoying it. I was like, yes. <laughs> I think I was wasted enough to not actually wasted. remember what happened, but to know there was a fight. You were wasted. Justin was wasted. Justin's husband was not wasted. <laughs> Is he and ever? I don't know. Yes. I, I have seen him yes, he, ha- oh. he is. Okay. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. And he was just like, I had no part in this. And I was like, I know. It's great. I don't remember this Halloween like argument, but I do remember the one that was in Ashley's kitchen. So, Oh, we may get into this. Yeah, we're going to have to get into this. We one. may stir some old shit. I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know what it is. Guys. So before we get too much into just like anyway. our, our friend personal drama we're hashing on right now. <laughs> Um, I also wanted to say for the holidays, I'm going to do a giveaway for listeners of this podcast, at least this podcast episode, um, because theoretically I would love to do like a book giveaway, but haven't really finished that one up yet. So look forward to that hopefully in Q1 where I can go ahead and, and release the book and give it away for free and that'll be fun. And maybe I'll do like five copies and it'll be like a great time. Uh, but since I've not actually finished or published it, um, and by published, I mean self-published it, we're going to uh, give away a Novelty Yours book club candle. So I've mentioned Novelty Yours once before on this podcast because I got my book boyfriend candle um, from them, and I love it. Um, I love this book club candle. It smells like wine, cozy fire, and books. Can you guys think of like a more perfect candle? No, I cannot. Sounds amazing, Bells. Like, possibly besides the book boyfriend candle? Uh, the one that, yeah. well, I didn't have the book boyfriend, but I had that one that smelled like a boyfriend that you got me, and it's... Yeah. It smells like a boyfriend. Yeah. It no, I, I like to light it when I read books, because it's just like, ah. Uh, I was going to say, so relaxing. anything that smells like boy, I mean, yeah. I, I, man. Mm, <laughs> man. Confirmed. Confirmed. Yes. 
Like, let's not be creepy. There's one, um, I think it's Bath and Body Works candle. What is it? Like Midsummer Night or something? Mm. Or, yeah. It smells exactly like Justin. So everyone has this candle and they're like, ooh. And I'm like, ooh, it smells like one of my best friends. <laughs> yeah, it does. And no wonder why I love that candle so much because I'm like, mm, this smells really good. Didn't it's, you have it, it as like a car you. freshener too? I did. Because I yeah. borrowed his car in college and I picked up a, a one of my fellow classmates and she was like, oh my God, this car smells like a man. It's so strong. And I was like, it's my roomie's car. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, I'm used to it now. She was like, what's his number? <laughs> uh, he's gay. <laughs> he's quite gay. Oh no. You don't have the right parts. He's not, he's not that indie. Oh. Um, <laughs> great movie, by the way. So good. So um, what should... Okay, so I was thinking about this because I've never done like a giveaway before and I'm super excited. Mm. And also I got the permission of the Novelty Yours Candle Yay. company Yay. before doing this because I was like, what if, she, what if they really hate this idea? So <laughs> they told me it was cool. Um, they're in Illinois. So I feel like supporting fellow Almost Midwesterners. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty local as you can get yeah. uh, for us here. Um, what should, okay, so I'm thinking that you should have to, like, message me on Instagram, which my Instagram is at, fin, um, nope, at, <laughs> at Ashley Finley Writer, so it's, like, Ashley, S-H-L-E-Y, Finley, F-I-N-L-E-Y, and then Writer, the word, W-R-I-T-E-R. What should they have to message me or comment? I feel like it should be something related to the book. Related to this book? Yeah. <gasps> like... What were their names again? Like Blue, Jacques? green, or Jacques, or... I feel like it should be... Hour to hour, dot, note to note, at whatever, whatever. <laughs> Listen, by the way, listening to this was kind of annoying because they would read out the emails every single time. Yeah. Anyway. What about Elliot Smith? There you go. Yeah. Because they talk about Elliot Smith a lot I in do. the book. I missed that in the movie. And in the movie, they just had an Elliot Smith poster. And missed that. The yeah. song playing as well. Yes. Yes. D- don't even know record. who he is, so I totally missed that. Oh, he's got good music. Okay. All right, you guys. Okay. Elliot Smith. Hashtag check, check out, out Elliot Smith, you guys. Agreed. <laughs> if you've not. Also, before we get into this, I'm tired of movies that are about high schoolers that have, like, perfect taste in music. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else find this exhausting? Yes. Like, in high school, my taste in music pretty much sucked balls. And I think everyone's did because you're you're learning and you're growing and yeah. you're, like, not a fully formed human um, and you're easily influenced by like stupid things like yeah. peer pressure, reality TV, popular kids. And so you listen to like probably like unacceptable trash. And and then in this movie, it's like, let me make you the perfect playlist of perfect music from songs from the 40s. And I'm like, I want to know what high school yeah. boys chillax listening to like. What? Did you listen to songs from the 40s, just in high school? I mean, in I high school, like I I was always telling my sister, oh, you you can listen to like your NSYNC and Backstreet Boys because it was not cool to listen to NSYNC or Backstreet Boys, and I wanted to listen to NSYNC. <laughs> so yeah, so secretly wanting to listen That's to NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, <laughs> Backstreet Boys is not listening to like Elliot Smith and the Smiths and right. like you know all this good stuff so great yeah even though i did date a guy we know him as bad josh Mm. Uh, he had some really good taste in music 
he was not a high schooler. Oh, that was in college. No, this it was, was even in high school. Even oh. in high school, he had really taste. Uh, we didn't taste know him in high school, mm. so I call yeah. him bullshit. We're not going to give him good taste and credit. We were okay. out of college, so I'm calling bullshit and all that. Also, he was older than us. Mm. I'll give you that because mm-hmm. he's bad Josh, and he probably made up all that stuff, too. He was Evil a little Josh. So I'm just saying in high school, he probably like rocked out to new kids on the block because mm-hmm. he's old and <laughs> <laughs> and like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. See, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there were those cool kids in high school that were into that. And I feel like Simon would be that kind of person. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like those yeah. kids, though, like maybe their parents were super into music and kind mm-hmm. of were exposing them to it. I, maybe that would be it. He so could like, have a very supportive family structure. Yeah. So maybe so that maybe. Although helps. I don't think his dad was busting out all the songs. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> so let's, let's, <laughs> let's get into this book besides Simon's phenomenal taste in music that I'm just saying I find kind of unrelatable and unrealistic sure. because I also would have been like just head over heels for Simon if he was like, listen to this mixtape that I made you that blew your mind. Mm-hmm. Like Susie used to make me mixtapes. Hey. hey. You made me some too. I did too. Yeah. And I was like, here's all the horrible like punk rock emo music I listened to that I still love, by the way. I know so you much. do. Like so much. <laughs> Um, and then she was mine. like, here is a list of musicals. And I oh was like, oh my God, mine was yes. all musicals and classic rock, but mostly musicals. Yes. Can and I just so. say that this book does have a soundtrack. So if all those people listening out there want to like get the music, there's a soundtrack out there of the book. So, But not from the movie? No, You're it's saying... actually the book. Oh. Is it, on, like, is it like a Spotify playlist? Yeah, it's a Spotify playlist okay. yep. that makes sense because i do mention music a lot mm-hmm. a lot of this book is about music yeah and romance yes so let's kind of get into it so um let's talk most first like about the book and like just kind of go over the overall plot and then we can kind of like get into it more because cool. this book is very emotional mm-hmm. um i know we are all emotional when we read it we all cried at the same time in the movie <laughs> and i had to pass around a box of tissues yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> it's a very emotional part it was yeah. it was so good um, but all in all, this this book and movie, I feel like are like mostly like so much fun. Like it's mostly about friendship. Mm-hmm. It's mostly about connections and trying to find out who you are and being brave enough to be honest about who you are and also about humiliation and having things taken away from you, like your choice. Yeah. Um, and blackmail and assholes. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a pretty good introduction to the world, really. Yeah. Um, but so our main character is Simon, very mm-hmm. obviously, given the title of the book. And it's about his life. He's a regular teenager, um, except for with a phenomenal taste in music. That's the most unrealistic thing about him. He's a great group of friends. <laughs> You're really stuck on that. I am. I was stuck in the book, and then I was stuck in the movie. And I was stuck on the movie again when I watched it again. And I was like, like I would have been in love with you, too. Like, I don't know. You know? <laughs> um, You're dreamy. I don't know. Um, And then he has two best friends, Nick and Leah, who is known, like, Nick since he was four, and Leah for, like, 13 years, I think they say in the movie. Mm -hmm. And then his new friend, Abby, who has a bigger role, I feel like, in the book even than in the movie, who just moved there, like, six months ago, and she's super cool, um, and Nick has, like, a big crush on her, Mm -hmm. and it's super cool. And uh, the thing that Simon has that is a secret is his sexual identity, which is that he is gay, and he doesn't want to tell anyone uh, because that's a very personal decision when you come out, and Justin can talk much more on that than I can. Uh, <laughs> but he, you know, he's really conflicted about it, and then someone posts on, which I'm glad we did not have this, their social media Tumblr page oh my God. in Awful. school 
someone posts uh, that they are in the closet. And so Simon, also in the closet, emails this person, reaches out to him, and then he emails him back, and they start a relationship anonymously via email going through the code names of Jack and Blue. Um, and that's really like what our book is about is their love story. Yes. So who wants to kind of talk about it besides me? Um, well, I'll start. Yay. Um, do we want to start with talking about kind of what we think about it or do we want to keep going with the synopsis? Go with the synopsis. Okay. So, so really it kind of starts like we kind of know all that stuff. It, the groundwork is laid and then Martin who I think of as, like, the biggest dick bag in the world ever, <laughs> um, sees him at a computer and sees his emails to Blue and takes pictures of them and then walks up to him and tries to kind of casually blackmail him. <laughs> like, he's just like, hey, what's up? It's cool, you're gay. My brother's gay, too. Set me up with your best friend or everyone will know you're gay. And he's like, this isn't blackmail. No, no. Like, he keeps saying stuff like that. Like, this right. is, what, what do you mean blackmail? Right, this is, he Fuck says, you. like, at least in the movie, he says, this is, uh, we can help each other out. Right. Mm. Oh, my gosh. So, first off, maybe we're going to analyze this more a little bit later. But the thing I love about this book is there's so many, like, I know all these people. Mm -hmm. I know all these people in real life, and it's just, it's so relatable. Um, and I, that's why I kind of like the way they do it in the books even more, but we can talk about that later. But, um, but anyway, so he blackmails him to hang out with Abby. Well, he wants him to get together with Abby. Right, and Abby's the new girl that yes. his best friend Nick has a big crush on, and Abby has a pretty obvious crush on Nick. Yes, and um, and Simon is just really close with her. They're really good friends. They really hit it off, um, and they hang out all the time. So that's why Martin is like, hey, hook me up. Um, and then someone else want to take over? Sure. Um, a lot, sorry. No, you're good. I think I'll kind of go over um, – the differences of like Nick and Leah and Abby and like the friendship yeah, group. Yeah, um, So Nick is like a soccer player who's just like really outgoing. Um, he's just like really fun and like just easy to hang out with. Um, he's like a golden retriever. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, um, that's and, accurate. And Leah in the book, she's really um, she's like their best friend, but she's kind of more of like the cool girl in a way that like. Like, she doesn't want to go to homecoming because it's not cool. It's it's stupid. So, like, they go to, like, the Waffle House and, like, other <laughs> things like that. You know what I mean? Like, she's too cool to go to, like, school functions, which we all know and can relate to that to some level from high school. That was um, us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then Abby, you know, she's from D.C. She's new. And she's, like, a more bright, bubbly version um, who's, like, more outgoing and does want to, like, do things like that, like, go to homecoming. So, for the group, like... I think Simon becomes closer to Abby in the fact that she's, like, more easygoing and fun to hang around with and, like, more vibrant. Even though he loves Leah, mm -hmm. it's one of those things that Leah can be someone, like, if, if Leah doesn't want to do something, no one does something yeah. because of that. She brings him she, down. She brings him down a little bit. So that's kind of an interesting dynamic. Um, I think that we've noticed in the book, before I was in the movie, um, Leah is a little bit more bubbly and more outgoing which i did like because it kind of made me sad she was a little bit too more of a letdown in the book maybe i don't know who which one leah leah, leah. yeah in the, in the movie she's a little bit more fun and she's just a completely outgoing. different character she's very different yeah. in the movie from book yeah. um 
So there's that. And I kind of lost my train of thought. Anybody else? Justin? Justin, how about you chat for a minute? Yes. So <laughs> I, I circled. <laughs> I spiraled. He's putting his hand He's up. He's thinking about it. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> well, I guess we can talk a little bit about the emails. I mean, sure. Kind of yeah. Talk, you like started talking about that. So, uh, so I guess we could just begin with how the email started. There's the Tumblr site, which we kind of mentioned. Um, Creek, Se- Creek, Creek, Creek Secrets. Yeah, Creek Secrets. Creek Secrets. Where everyone's trash is thrown on display from. Like, I can't believe they let that happen. Like, that can't seems like they take it that down? That should be taken That's down right. by the yes. school. It's like cyber bullying yes. 101 is what yes. that whole site is. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this book and then the movie, another, I was thinking that when we were watching the movie, is that another important part about this is how cyber bullying can ruin people's lives. Because whatever your secret is, if someone puts you on blast with your whole school in high school, that is like a life ruining moment. Like high school, everything is such a big deal. And it, you. Imagine Mean Girls. Mm. Yes. Like the burn book. Just oh my gosh. Burn book on it's there. terrible. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Because that's exactly kind of what it becomes yeah. is like a yeah. burn book. Yeah. Oh wow. It's a digital burn book it's where so you can bad. anonymously, anonymously yeah. also post anyone's business. And I was thinking about that because we, uh, children of the 90s that grew up and went to high school in the O's. Ots. The Ots. The Ots, whatever. It was 2002 <laughs> through 2005. And then 2005, <laughs> you guys. Those were our high school graduation years. So mm. we didn't have to deal with this as much because we didn't have Facebook yet. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have like... We had obviously like bullying and slut shaming and we had all these horrible things, but you had to be more direct about it Mm -hmm. Um, and stuff still spread like wildfire, but it was not at the extent that I feel like teenagers have to deal with now. Yeah. I mean, you could basically live with your your clique Mm -hmm. and know that they had your back and that you could just, you know, walk around blissfully ignorant knowing that, you know, that you're. You're there with your posse, but with like a cyber bullying with a, a like a Creek Secrets type of site, it's all there. They're talking about you in like social media. That's that's got to be really rough as a kid. Well, and I feel like back when we were in school, like people had cell phones, but not everyone did because they were expensive. Like you rarely like you didn't even have like color on your phone. You just text each other and still like in school, like that was not allowed out even in the classroom. I thought you were a drug dealer. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yes. They would stop stuff. class and like search through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was definitely different too, where it's not like now in school, like, yeah, if someone's like, oh, Susie's a slut, it's like send a group message, like yeah. everyone in and class is fact. getting like an alert and like a horrible picture of you, like picking a wedgie or something. And it's oh. just like <laughs> devastating, you yeah. know? Yeah. You can't hide. No. And, and another thing, too, with that, like, it's it's very open and it's very much out there on the Internet. And it, it's seen um, in the in the book, too, like where they're talking about and referencing. Have you seen Creek Secrets? Have you seen what's posted on there? So everyone knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's an important part of their life, which is crazy to me it is yeah i can't like no thanks i can't imagine but anyway (laughs) sorry to interrupt you justin as you were importantly talking about the emails the emails what what the emails that's perfectly fine (laughs) we had a great conversation about how crazy that is but so it starts out with blue 
green at Gmail, I think is what mm-hmm. it is. Uh, uh-huh. But blue is is what Simon calls him. He posts on or on this creek secrets. Which I want to like just interject real quick before I forget because it will bother me because I'm thinking about it right now. So Blue posts this post on Creek Secrets about being in the closet at their school. And then later, later, when other stuff happens, and then Simon's like, I'm sure you've seen Creek Secrets, says, I don't really ever check that site. And I was like, what the fuck? You don't check the site that you posted on? Like You obviously posted on it. And then you just never check it. Anyway, I'm sorry. Agreed. But sorry. Blue. Mystery blue. Are you saying that Simon never checks on it? No. No, blue says that he never checks it. Mm. Which is why he didn't see the post that comes later yeah. Yeah. Oh, about Simon. Gotcha. Which gotcha. Which is bizarre. But yeah. anyway, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So he posts on there about how he's gay. He comes out very anonymously. So no one knows who he is. And that how um, his life is like on a Ferris wheel, wheel where he has ups and downs and and all that kind of thing. And Simon sees this and po- and emails Blue, not post on Creek Secrets, but emails him privately. And that's where this whole conversation on email starts. And his basically his email is saying, you know, I'm just like you. I'm gay. <clears throat> and it's just this beautiful, like, conversation that they're having in emails and the whole time while I was reading this which I read this way back in the summer (laughs) before the girls did and every time I was reading this I was just thinking in my mind I was like oh my goodness I've done all of this stuff where I've like you know wrote wrote someone and thought immediately like as I sent hit the send oh my gosh did I sound stupid did I sound like a smart person did I say that correctly (laughs) because that's exactly what's going on in these email conversations Um, not only that Simon of course kind of beats up himself on his grammar and everything which is totally me because I am the worst (laughs) at grammar Um, because Simon points out oh and by the way in the emails Simon is of course signing it as Jacques uh, which I Jacques Adits is that that's it Jacques Adits Simon says, Simon yeah. says which I didn't yeah. I didn't even like put two and two together like even whenever it was revealed at the end until my husband Jacob said it like that Simon says Justin I was like what <laughs> <laughs> duh okay or at least I think he said that's what they call well, Simon says in France yes yeah yes. Um, so, yeah, that's basically the emails, is they're just going back, and it's all, like, these cutesy things, it's coming back and forth, and then when everything comes out, that Simon is Jacques, Blue kind of goes away, because Blue, the whole time, um, as this conversation is going on, he wants to remain anonymous. Simon, a couple times, is like, you know, I really want to know who you are, I want to know... I want to get to know you personally and know your name and everything and in the real world but Simon's or Blue is always like no no I want to keep this private because he's not 100% there he doesn't want to to make that leap yet and he even at one point Simon says uh, (laughs) Simon says hey can I at least text you like a normal person can you give me your cell phone number and we'll just text that's it we don't need to call we don't need to hear each other's voices or anything just so that I can text you and we don't have to communicate via email, which I don't know the last time I personally had email conversations with anyone. So that's very relatable. But also letters are so romantic. Um, And text conversations are not romantic. Uh, But uh, Blue responds and says, no, I'm sorry, because at any point you could just dial my number and get my voicemail and know who I am. And so even, even though that Simon is the only person that he trusts to talk to about this, and they're like, falling in love with each other 
he says, I can't do that. I can't tell you who I am. I don't want to know. And I don't want you to know. And so much of that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me and my husband. Like, I'm the type of person that I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to know each other. Tell me who you are. I'm so excited about this. And Jacob would be the person like, um, real world, let's think about this. You could call me or if I gave you my cell, my cell phone number, you could actually have my cell phone number in your phone already. So that's not going to happen. And then Simon, of course, is always like, oh yeah, good point. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's yeah. totally me. <laughs> He's like, I won't call you. And Lou's like, because I won't give you the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Which, honestly, Justin, if this was a situation with you and Jacob, I could totally see you like, I just need to know and just call right. him. Yeah. Like, you would have no chill. Like, borrow your friend's phone and be like, let me just dial this number and see what it is. <laughs> totally. And I could see Simon being that person yes. as well. Simon yeah. is that person. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's why I love Simon, because Simon is me. Uh, you are Simon. Yeah. The whole time I was reading this, yep. I was thinking of you. Yes. I agree. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just happy that I'm not Leah. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely not Leah. You're not. No. no. <laughs> you are Leah. You're more movie Leah than you are book Leah. Oh, thanks. There She's you go. totally in love with you. <laughs> yes. Except for that part. <laughs> Except for that one minor detail. This is the first time we met each other. I was like, aww. And you went out of the closet. And I was like, we had Latin together in college. And for, like, the whole first year, like, we never talked. Like, we sat apart from each other. And our professor would always call on Justin. And Justin gets, like, stage fright, at least in Latin. And he would just jumble over everything and fuck it all up. Even if he knew it, he would fuck it up in class. And I just kept sitting there being like, professor, like, stop calling on this poor gay kid. Like, he's so scared to talk. Like, leave him alone. You know? I was like, leave him alone. Leave Justin alone. Yeah, and then but... the first time we ever talked, you were like, something about a quiz. And I didn't know we had a quiz because I was, like, a really good student, you guys. And, <laughs> and I was like, shit, we have a quiz. You know? And you were like, oh, my God. I didn't study either. My girlfriend was in town all weekend. And we were up all night last night. I didn't get any sleep. And I was Ew. like, Oh my god. Okay, like <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Like, what? You know, it was like, very apparent at that point that I was so far in the closet. Yes. I was like, this is so much TMI right now. Like, I don't know you. Like, I don't need to know about you and your girlfriend not sleeping all night. You know, like, Gross. like I was just trying to reassure you of my heterosexuality. Yeah, let, me just, let me just tell you right now that I didn't get any sleep last night with this girl. Um, and then we became friends. Uh, and I was like, all right, like president of the swing club. Like, like there's Super a lot dance. of love, swing dance. Lover, uh, yeah, sorry, swing dancing club. Swing dance. Uh, I was like, um, big fan of musicals. I went over to your house once and you were just busting out wicked. And I was like, did you tell your parents? And you were like, what? No. And I was like, oh. As my parents are in the living room, and she's probably thinking in their head, uh, how do they not know? I know. I thought that you would come out. I was like, ah. Oh. But that was, like, later. But you know what I mean? But you were just, like, so in the closet still. And I just let you be. But I was, like, there was never a point where I, like, romantically fell in love with you. Because I was, like, I'm pretty sure Justin's gay. Unlike uh, another friend of ours. Unlike a very good friend of ours. Who that... did. Who is basically pretty much Leah. Yes. In a lot of ways. You're yeah. just also... Abby now. Aw, yay. Aww, yay. <laughs> but, yeah, she's amazing. But, yeah, I remember when you did finally come out, she was like, he's a bi. I was like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe. 
I'm pretty sure no, but I don't know. Like, how am I supposed to know? You know? And I was like, I'm pretty sure you just want him to be by, you know, because <laughs> that means you still have a chance with him. Um, and I can't blame her because you're lovely and you have beautiful blue eyes and you're a great dancer and you're my mm-hmm. best friend besides Susie in the world. So like, I totally get it. Um, that being said, yeah, I did not romantically fall in love with you. Sorry, babe. Which is fine. But I'm glad Jacob I, did. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> Jacob also has beautiful eyes. Yes. Yeah. And dimples. Let's talk about those yeah, dimples. Yeah, he does They're have the dimples. So pretty. Dimples, right? They're yeah. great dimples, you guys. Love those dimples. Yeah. So we kind of got off book here. A little, <laughs> a little bit. bit. <laughs> Our love for each other. But yes, but poor Leah, um, at least movie Leah, is for sure in love with Simon. Mm-hmm. And Simon thinks Leah's in love with Nick. Because mm-hmm. Simon doesn't, like... Doesn't I, see I, it. It's very much apparent. It's, like, right there in his face. In front of his face. Like, right there. Like, I feel like she has a huge neon sign that says, Please I fuck me, Simon. I, I love, love Simon. you. <laughs> have my kids. We're, teen- <laughs> We're going to have teenage babies right now. Let's do this. Let's apply for teen mom right now. <laughs> <laughs> Right? It's like just right there in his face and he's just like blinded by it because he's so in love with Blue. Right. And or at least just not attracted to Leah, you know. I mean well, and there's yeah. that too. this this Leah thing goes back further than Blue, you know, honestly. Yeah. Like she's obviously had a thing for him for years as he's been fantasizing about Daniel Radcliffe, you guys. Yeah. I think he just sees Leah as his best friend and of like course. someone that he's like I don't know, like they're just like so close on so many different ways that when he see like he just doesn't see that she sees him more than just like she loves him for mm-hmm. him kind of thing, and he doesn't want to believe that she's in love. And in the book, she's in love with Nick. Yeah. Instead, yeah. in the book, that's exactly that was confusing because the yeah. whole time I was like, I call bullshit on this romance between yeah. her and Nick. Yeah, but in the book, like she was definitely like every time like Nick would in her room or whatever, like she would like get all and flustered and like blush or wasn't happy with Abby. She did not like Abby yeah. at mm-hmm. all because Abby was the quite opposite of her, like bubbly and happy and cute. And... But also I'm not sold on this still in the book that she's not somehow in love with Simon. See, I didn't get that. And I don't know. <laughs> I think Justin has a different viewpoint because there's oh. a book about Leah, and I think that's what oh. he's hes making a very weird face. Can you answer this question about book Leah? Is she in love with Simon? Get no. <gasps> okay. okay. <gasps> I need to know. Is she a lesbian? Do you want me to tell you? Like, yes! yes! You, want, you want me to tell you? Yes! Spoiler, guys. Okay. So, wait, Spoilers if you want to Spoiler alert. Huh? No. Not super. She was in love with Abby? <gasps> Stop it. Oh, Damn it. Oh my God. But she's not a Abby. lesbian. She's, she's bi. bi. Okay. Oh, okay. Good for Leah. I could yes. see that from book Leah. We should put a spoiler at the beginning for both of these books. <laughs> yes. We're getting into some shit Just right here. In, <laughs> also, alternate titles for this book, besides Simon versus Homo sapiens agenda, could be Everyone's in Love with Abby. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. Everyone is loving with Abby. And even Simon is in love with Abby. Let's just be Simon's honest. Simon's totally yeah. in love with Abby. Yes. Like, he even says at one point, like, I'm not straight, but with Abby, I get it. Like, he's like, I get it. Like, I get it why everyone's crazy about Abby. She's great. Like, yeah. he's in love with Abby, not romantically. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. he's very emotionally in love with her. So mm-hmm. Abby is, Abby's cool. And yeah. now I'm so excited that I know this Leah thing. Because when it I read... more sense to I you. already it seen does. the movie where she's in love with Simon. And then I read the book. And then that doesn't happen in the book. But it doesn't make sense that she's in love with Nick 
And I was just like, and it never gets resolved. It doesn't, no. See, and, but it makes sense to me. That's why when I was watching the movie, like I really, it was pretty obvious they were gonna make that make her be in love with him. And I was like, but no, <laughs> I know no, you, you're, you're in gonna... love with Nick. That's the whole thing with you being mad at Abby. Although that makes that makes more sense knowing that now too. But what I don't know, if I she's in love it. with both Nick and Abby? I mean, oh snap! I mean, oh, I see a thruple. Mm. <laughs> thruple. She just wants to be in between that triangle, you know? Stop. I'm just Justin saying. Justin is making weirdness. There's too many vaginas in this scenario for you, Justin. <laughs> I'm like all about it. Uh, uh. <laughs> He's like shrinking down in his chair, making uh, weird faces. I'm like, so find funny. your truth. <laughs> but that anyway. does change the dynamic now. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It does. It changes the dynamic. But let's move on past that. Yes. Fun spoiler. That was fun, though. I'm so glad I know, because I was so confused between the book and the movie on Leah's whole situation, because she's just so angry. shut off and angry and emotional, and she doesn't, like, she seems to, like, get pissed off, but there's not always a reason. Like, she gets pissed off in the book when they go out to dinner without her. See, but I get that. That makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. I was mad at them when they did that. Mm, yeah. Agreed. I, I feel like, too. I think that has happened to me before. Aww. I don't think with you guys. But yeah, I get it. But let's We've be honest. Been left it's out happened to everyone. We know why they left her out because of the they fact that it. she is so mobile. Yeah, she's they said a downer. It because she's they, a downer. She brings yeah. us down, and she changes the dynamic. She and does. also, Simon doesn't want to deal with her pining after Nick or what he perceives what as he pining thinks. after Nick the whole time, and being moody, you know. And so they reluctantly. Sorry, I'm just kind of getting to this right now. They reluctantly no. go to dinner and then like to at a gay bar that's also a restaurant, so they can get in. Um, in the book. Yeah in the book right because he's like is this a gay bar and abby's like it's a restaurant yeah. also a bar yeah and then he gets super drunk with <laughs> that guy he's so cute yeah. but i'm um, so, i'm so excited that I figured out that simon was uh, a junior in high school yeah no. and not college mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and so then he just like kind of irresponsibly gets simon drunk and then sends him back to abby and dick to deal with we well, left one thing out oh what did i jumped a lot the t-shirt sure. Yes, the t-shirt doesn't even happen in the movie at all. No, I was kind of sad about that. I liked that point. Yeah. So at this point, um, I forget why, but Blue knows who Simon is. Yeah. And they've stopped the emails, right? Because Simon says, I want to know you. And he says, I know who you are. And that's not cool with me. So I know how he figured it out. So yeah. in the movie, um, essentially at some point, Martin gets mad at Simon <gasps> And the betrayal, and he basically betrays Simon and calls him out um, via the oh, yeah, Creek Secrets. So he basically outs him. Yeah. Um, and in the movie, he also includes the screenshots of the emails. But in the book, um, mm-hmm. Blue figures out who Simon is because Simon unintentionally drops several hints, like including like who their English teacher is, and says mm-hmm. a couple other things that eventually Blue is able to figure out. Because I mean, it's it's high school, but still like. You know, Simon's not, like, super popular, but most people know who he is. So he's mm-hmm. able to eventually put together who Simon is and yeah. puts it, like, yeah. And unintentionally known to both of them is they actually have the same group of friends. Yes. Yeah. Blue and Simon aren't close friends, mm-hmm. but they eat lunch together most mm-hmm. times. Like, like Blue and his friend Garrett are friends with Nick. They they all do soccer together. Mm-hmm. And so they sit with them a lot. So they're actually around each other quite a bit. And that helps Bram to figure out who Simon is because mm-hmm. as he says in the book, 
you speak the way you type. Like, yes. you speak the way you write these emails to me. Yeah. And it was easy to figure it out. And he puts together the Simon Says French thing, too. Mm-hmm. So, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, that was my main thing. So, that's kind of how they figure that out. Um, ooh. So, Martin, let's talk real quick before yeah. the t-shirt. Let's talk about skipped. Martin. Yeah. Oh, Marty. He's a controversial character. I feel like more in the book than in the movie. Because in the Agreed. movie, he's just despicable. Yes. In the Yeah. In the book, there are parts when I started to feel for him. Mm-hmm. But also because I, I knew people like him in real life. And it's like, you just got to get over yourself. There is one part in the movie where I'm like, oh, Martin, you do, you're kind of tugging at my heartstrings. The IHOP scene. So that's the, yeah, it's the Waffle House Well, Waffle scene. House. It's IHOP. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that was the movie in the book, too. Or the movie in the book. The scene in the book. Right. Where it's really like, what? He's a cute kid. He could probably do this on his own if he mm-hmm. wasn't such a dickbag about it. Well, and I feel like in the book especially, like, he is, he's painted as a character who, he's nerdy, he's funny, he's kind of annoying, but, like, he toes the line enough that he can still make people laugh like kind of class clowny but not too yeah. much that like popular kids can tolerate him and like him enough yeah um so he kind of has that going for him and even parts during the book like simon even says like because um, he gets used to being around martin as much as he's you know mad at him for asking him to like get in good with abby um i think he starts to see like Martin once he gets to know martin like he's not always that bad of a guy you yeah. know what i mean like he actually has some demon qualities and even says like you know if these were different circumstances like i'd probably be friends with this kid yeah you know what i mean but then it's always the fact that like you are still basically blackmailing me if you say you're not you're still threatening to out me Mm -hmm. and to tell people my secret which is not yours to tell while Um, saying it's okay my brother's gay yeah my brother's gay up with your friend (laughs) yeah exactly like and i felt like i mean in the book simon um he still crosses the line of like trying to like not like sell his friend but like he's better about it than the movie like in the book at least it's just like well how about together you know i invite you to a party with where my friends are or Mm -hmm. we go together to waffle house like he's not too much like he's always there to kind of a protective force like i don't think he would let things get out of hand or you know i think he was very much there to protect abby but in the movie it's completely it's so different different that i'm like prosta i'm ready to like prostitute out abby to keep a secret i really don't like that in the movie that offends me and you have to say like the movie martin does come on a little bit stronger too like it is very much blackmail like yeah it, it martin brings it up several times whereas when i read the book i didn't feel like it was as like much in Simon's face or thrown into Simon's face that I will right. reveal your secret to the whole school if you do not get me with Abby. Like he's very much about that in the movie. What was it? Sorry. What was oh. it? He saved him as in his phone, like monkey's ass or something. Yeah. yeah. Monkey's asshole. Yeah. Maybe that. was he was a monkey's asshole. Yeah, he was. But I mean, in the yeah, in the book, it wasn't as bad. With Martin did. No, it was still bad, but right. it wasn't as bad as in the movie. But in the book, like, I like the way they did things in the book so much because mm-hmm. it was, it seemed more realistic. Mm. Like, the movie was high stakes, I feel like, mm, yeah. because they wanted it to be more interesting, maybe. But I liked the way Simon handled it in the book so much better. Because he was like, I'll do the bare minimum. Like, I really don't feel like he did anything wrong other than not telling Abby what was going on. 
because he never actually forced them together. Yeah. Like, he was there. He he was was like, let's just hang out with his annoying kid. Well, and that's what Martin even said, like, include me in things. Like, give me a chance. And that's what he did. But he never, like, was like, hey, Abby, I think you should go on a date with Martin. Or he never, like, put her in uncomfortable situations specifically. Like, he did as little as possible to get Martin off his back. Yeah. But, like, he wasn't really, yeah, prostituting out Abby or doing things to hurt his friends intentionally. Now, he still obviously did. Because, I mean, no one would like to be like, you couldn't even just be up front with me. You know what I mean? Like, that would be hurtful. Especially after he told her that he was gay. Like, I feel like at that point, you maybe could just slip in, I'm so sorry about the situation (laughs) or something. But thinking of Abby and Ashley, like, or me or you. Yeah. I would be like, the fuck Martin do? Like, mm-mm, I'm going to beat his ass. Like, I would also beat his ass. <laughs> yeah. You're about Justin, to burn, friend. Justin like, knows I would beat his ass. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. there's that aspect, too. Not yeah. physical violence necessarily, but very strong verbal confrontation. <laughs> Just to be clear for my podcast friends, I'm not actually condoning violence. No, that's <laughs> never okay. Violence is never I mean, okay. It won't I'll, solve your problems. It really won't. You'll go I've, to jail. <laughs> you after go to Simon jail. had his adorable coming out with Abby... The first person yeah, he came really out cute. to, his first friend, it was adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, honestly, he should have just told her at that yeah. point, obviously, because yeah. Abby would have had that that reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? This yeah. motherfucker. I'm going to go beat his ass yeah. in a polite way. In a polite, <laughs> yeah. cute Abby way. Because yeah. Abby was so like, you know, oh, Simon, yeah, I'm here for you. Like, yeah. Yeah. But and Simon fucked up. He should have just that was his window of opportunity to mm-hmm. just come clean, and he didn't. It also would have fucked over Martin's plan because what's he then going to do? Like Abby knows the whole situation, mm-hmm. so your blackmail is no longer anything. I guess you could choose something else to blackmail Simon on, or you could just say, "All right, this didn't work," or you could still post it because you're a dick. You could yeah. Just, yeah. One thing I did like in the book too. So, um, like, well, one, you know, Simon several times. I think he wanted to come out to he wanted to come out to Leah and Nick, mm-hmm. and every time he'd be over there, like he would just kind of lose his nerve because I get it, like these are like your really, 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 really close friends, and one of them was also a guy friend, mm-hmm. and you're you don't know how they're gonna react, like you want mm-hmm. them to think nothing different, but you never know, like they may be real a holes about it and be like, oh my god. Are you yeah. attracted to me? You know, they might yeah. act in a really scary way. <laughs> Certain people so, definitely go through that, that thought yeah. process. Yeah, <laughs> so I can see why he, like, lost his nerve there, and it really sucked. Because obviously he would have liked to come out on his own terms. Um, but one thing I did enjoy about Martin later, I felt like there was a redemptive quality about him, um, was that he did go to Abby. I mean, he, he tried to apologize. Well, one, he tried to apologize to Nick several well, – not to Nick, to Simon several times – which obviously, like, was still, like, you're a fucking asshole, so screw you. But I felt like he had a guilty conscience. Like, I felt like he really saw how much he fucked up and, like, how wrong of a person he was. Going to Abby didn't solve any problem, but I think it made him feel like he's put everything out there. It so made that's it the, worse. Could. Well, it made, made it worse for so Simon. Worse. It, it did, did not do Simon any favors. No, he, had he had to no know favors. it would make it worse. Yeah. He had to. Know. I don't think it was a redeemable quality at I all. Felt like I felt like him, it was the final nail in being a dick to Simon's coffin. I saw it as him personally. He thought it was his redeeming quality. No. Like he was like putting everything out there. Maybe if that was the case, he should have told he Simon it. he was going to do yeah. that first. Yeah. I feel I, like he, like one, let's yeah. get into the outing. But basically I feel yeah. like he outed him to the world. Oh, he really did. And yeah. then later was like, also, I'm going to tell your close friend that you betrayed her. Mm-hmm. That's not a redeemable thing to do. No, no. If any he was trying to save face with Abby for himself. Yeah. For when Simon told Abby that he leaked the secrets. 
I guess I could see that, but I saw, like, instead I saw as he was trying to, I don't know, try to be upfront completely, like, I fucked this whole thing up, so it's all my doing. Like, Simon was put in a bad situation because of me. Like, I did this. Like, I saw it as that aspect mm. of, like, tell, like, saying the whole story of what did it. Sure. Martin's version of the Mar- But you know what I mean? But still <laughs> saying, like, this is what happened. It was not o- It was not okay that I did this to Simon. Yeah. You know, like, maybe in his mind he thought that Abby would, you know... I mean, obviously she didn't know. I mean, he didn't. He didn't know what Abby didn't did. She didn't have a reason it. to be mad at Simon until then. I don't think he really knew what Abby did or didn't know on that aspect, though. Yeah. So and maybe he did think that Abby knew, and he was trying to like clear his name to some degree. I don't know. But I saw it as him trying to like put it all on the table. Mm-hmm. I don't think he meant to make things worse for Simon. I'm glad they changed that in the movie. Honestly. That was a personal way I read it. Like first, let's get into the differences between the book and the movie on Simon on, on Martin finally. For- outing Simon. Yeah. So, in the book, I felt like it was weird because they're in this play. We don't need to talk that much about the play or musical, uh, but they're all in it together. Like, that's really the spot and the opportunity for Martin to be around Mm -hmm. Simon and Abby is because they're all in it together and um, Martin and Abby both have lines. Mm -hmm. So, like, they go to the Waffle House a couple of times and they run lines Mm -hmm. and it's only so awkward. It can only be so awkward because it's not a date. It's not romantic. It's just, like, Spending time with one another. Yeah. With Simon there, you know? Yeah. As painful as it is for Simon, because he knows why they're really there, and he hates it. Yeah. (laughs) Can you make that water bottle any louder? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I was trying my best. It did not work. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) Background music. Yeah. So, anyway, so, in the book, um... Abby, you know, Simon's come out to Abby because it's easier for him to come out to Abby than to come out to anyone else because as much as he loves Abby, he's only known her for six months. Mm-hmm. And if she freaks out, it's kind of lower stakes than if, like you, like you said, Leah or Nick freaking out. And so he comes out to her. He doesn't tell her anything about Martin, which that would have been the perfect opportunity. Mm-hmm. But so she was already super comfortable around Simon. And she's now even more comfortable around Simon because she knows the secret. And it was like a real bonding moment for them. So... Even though <laughs> Martin knows that Simon is gay, he sees Abby sitting with Simon and like laughing or giggling or something, and Martin gets jealous and then yells at Simon. And he's like really pissed off. And Simon's like, What did I like? What are you mad about? What are you doing? And he's like, You guys were together. And you know, basically to the effect of like you were hitting on Abby in front of me or something like that that doesn't make a lot of sense. Right before this, she shot him down, though, too, right? True. So yeah. I think that was the main part, and then he was just being stupid, yeah. and that snowballed. And Simon yeah. had no clue that she just did that. Yeah. And I almost kind of saw that scene, not that he knew it, but, like, okay, I just got out of this really uncomfortable com- like conversation with Martin where he asked me, and I turned him down. And, oh, here's my gay best friend. Oh, thank God I'm safe. Yeah. yeah. I can cuddle with them. Like, I need this right now because yeah. I just left really, like, awkward situation and yeah. I just want to be with someone I can trust. Yeah. And it's kind of how I saw from her perspective. Absolutely. Maybe Martin thought that they were laughing about him. Maybe. Oh, getting rejected. Yeah. Like something like that. Like it's kind of, I felt like that was kind of unclear as to what Martin's motivation would be to go all the way in. Because as much as their deal was that Martin doesn't expose Simon's secret as long as Simon gets him closer to Abby, I felt like at no point was there, like, a guaranteed, like, you're going to go to prom with Abby this right. year or anything like that. Like, yeah. it wasn't, like, one of those high school movie things where, 
like that's the whole deal you know it was mm-hmm. just kind of like let me have a chance yeah. to be around abby and to like impress her as me um and unfortunately for martin he failed to do that because abby's just not into him in that way and that's not anything that anyone can fix really you just right. sometimes you just don't like people for whatever reason mm-hmm. so martin goes home and in the book, then gets on Creek Secrets and yeah. writes a really hateful post. Over ex- winter break, it seems like, too, right? Over Yeah, right before, like, holiday break. Ex- exposing Simon um, mm-hmm. is his secret that he is gay. And... I'm like, mentions butt sex or yeah, something. Yeah, like, like super stupid. So she's, like, open yeah. for, like, business for yeah. butt sex applications. Like, it's just really hateful. Yeah. Um, and that's how he exposes him in the books. In the movie... Oh, the movie was harder to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. you understand, I think, Martin's motivation for vengeance more in the movie yeah. uh, because it's so embarrassing. Simon's so fed up with Martin in the movie. Martin's much more annoying in the movie yes. than he is in the book. And, you know, they just had the IHOP thing where he, you know, has like a connecting moment with Abby or whatever. It was kind of like a grand gesture. Not only that. You do have another guy who basically was talking to Simon, who Simon actually was attracted to at the point, yes. mm-hmm. at this point. And that guy was asking Simon about Abby. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you have Martin come up and... Ask about Abby. Yeah. Ask about Abby again, yeah. yeah. At the same point. So alternate titles to this book, once again, I'm submitting as Everyone Likes Abby. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's good with Abby. Yeah. So even, even guys that Simon was hopeful were possibly blue. You know, that are, that are saying things like, I'm excited to see you. Like, I'm glad you're here. And having, like, flirtatious, I'm sorry, flirtatious conversations, Levi, with yeah. Simon. Agreed. Oh, yeah. um, and then and then it's just casually like, by the way, what's Abby's whole deal? Oh, what's, what's yeah. her deal? Are you with her? Like, no. You know, but <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, Martin does have bad timing. Not really his fault. He didn't know what was going on. He comes up and he asks him, you know, about, he, he wants his opinion on doing a grand gesture, right? And of course, he's just kind of a dick in general, obviously. But you know, and he, and Simon's just so fed up, and he's like, I don't want to deal with this right now. Yeah, and he's like, I was thinking something more like the Waffle House thing. And he was like, he's like, yeah, Waffle House went over fucking great. Like, I don't care, get away from me, do whatever you want. Like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. He's just all the way done. Can we just mention also in the movie before this point, so many different things in the book has happened. Like yeah. Simon has actively sabotaged Nick and Abby getting together mm-hmm. and tried to set up Nick and Leah and like just did a lot more active stuff to try to get Abby and Martin, Martin. together. Mm-hmm. So he's done a lot of stuff and Martin's like on him and on him and on him. And then it leads to this point. Yeah, Simon's done a lot more bad person meddling. Like, he is definitely... Real stupid stuff. He keeps... He he told Nick that Abby has a college boyfriend named Jonathan and that she likes Martin, which Mm -hmm. that wouldn't even make sense if you had a college boyfriend, but you like this weird guy from (laughs) high school, like... He's really not thinking it through. No. He's just really throwing anything out there to stop Nick from asking out Abby, including telling Nick that Leah's in love with him. Even though they've also been friends for like 13 years, you guys. Like, this is deep what he's messing with. He's messing with long-term friendships. Yeah. And then, for whatever reason, Nick goes for it and asks Lee out on a date. Yeah. And she's kind of excited. Like, she runs it past Simon. And then Simon's like, I think you should go for it. And she's like, okay. okay. Like, whatever, you know. <laughs> and so, right after that date is when they're at homecoming. Because yeah. they've gone, 
And then Abby's like, jealous because yeah. she took uh, Nick took Leah to whatever kind of place a dumpling place a yeah. dumpling place that she had re- like mentioned to Nick flirtatiously I'm sure because she wants him to ask her out so bad mm-hmm. you know like Abby likes Nick so much so anyway here's the culmination of all of these lies basically and Simon shouts at Martin to just like fuck off and do whatever like do some whatever you want big grand gesture sounds good. Martin then interrupts the, the, the national anthem. The national anthem. He does apologize to America, everyone. Okay. Sorry, America. There's that. There is that. Was he say like no offense, America or something? He says yeah. pressing matters. He's in the school mascot outfit, dressed as a bear, and then he professes his basically undying love for Abby in front of the entire school at the homecoming football game. Once again, dressed as a bear <laughs> and asked her out in front of everyone. Every woman's dream, dressed as a bear, asked out in front of everyone. <laughs> Everyone's dream. Right. <laughs> Unless you're Heath Ledger and 10 Things I Hate About You. Don't do mm-hmm. it. Don't grab a microphone in front of a football crowd and try and like ask me out. I guess that was technically that was track. Soccer. But oh, yes, and it was track. It was track. But still, it applies. Yeah. You know? Totally. <laughs> Um, just don't embarrass yourself. He releases doves. Like, it's so far. Like, it's so far. And so, and it's so brutal because she says no in front of everyone. She doesn't even, it's not that she should have to, but say yes to say face for Martin and then privately tell him no. Yeah. No, in front of everyone, she's like, I don't like you like that, but I want us to still be friends. Yeah. She's very sweet about it. She she's is. Like, yeah. She is. Martin. I'm sorry. <laughs> like she's yeah. very sweet about it. But that doesn't. And once again, that's why everyone loves Abby. Abby's yes. great. Abby's yeah. great, and she shouldn't have ever been put in that situation. Right. No, no, not and at she all. She definitely shouldn't go out with Martin out of pity or something yeah. like that. It was just brutal all around for totally. both of them. For her, it's humiliating, and for Martin, it's humiliating. It's humiliating for everybody. And of course, Simon's sitting there like, I have no idea what's going on. And Nick's like, I thought Abby liked Martin. Yeah. And Simon's like, I guess I was wrong. Like he's just <laughs> caught in so many lies at this point. And so then now it's time for Martin to get the taste of cyberbullying first mm-hmm. in the movie because now Martin on their Creek Secret site. It's just being harassed repeatedly by people making memes about him and embarrassing himself. Like, everyone has a cell phone, you know? Mm -hmm. And so Martin is now getting, like, extremely cyberbullied for this homecoming thing that he blamed Simon for because Simon told him to go for it. Although Simon had no idea what he was going to do. He really didn't. There's no way you could guess that was what the grand gesture would be. people blaming other people for their problems. Exactly. And problems that he created, you know? And so, yeah, so because Martin is so embarrassed and mad and he wants the focus off of him, he goes ahead and releases the emails and the horrible hate-filled post outing Simon to the world, and that's Martin's revenge. So I felt like in the movie, more motivation for revenge because he felt like he was personally betrayed by mm-hmm. Simon, although I don't know how you can be betrayed by someone who's, who you're actively blackmailing. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I felt like it was more of an embarrassing moment that would trigger Martin to release the emails than just getting privately shot down by Abby. Yeah. But I guess either way, getting shot down by Abby is what triggers Martin to release the emails and Agreed. the hate-filled post. Yeah. And it's completely devastating. And it's, it's on awful. holiday break. Yeah, it's like Christmas Eve. It was Eve. Christmas Eve. It's yeah. when this happens because... 
Um, and the book, N Nick and Leah walk over to his house and like, hey, come for a walk with me. And he's like, okay. Like, he has no clue. And they're like, do you want to talk about it? And he's like, what do we want to talk about? And, like, he's kind of being like, are you guys, like, on a, like, dating? Or, like, did you kiss? Like, you know, he's, like, completely unsure. And they don't tell him what happened, though. They're like, Leah okay. Leah gets pissed at him. Yeah, she's angry and she, like, storms off or whatever. Yeah. Um I didn't so, get why Nick didn't tell him, though. Yeah, I feel like they really both should have been like, yeah. yo, this is what's online. Instead, they're like, okay, and they just, like, leave him. And then yeah. his younger sister, mm -hmm. she sees it, and she tells him, like, hey, you should probably check this out. Like, yeah. look, this kind of our computer, and shows him. And he's devastated, of course, and he mm -hmm. tells her, like, yeah, I'm gay. You know, and all that stuff. Um, and Abby, she was reaching out to him, too. Yeah. Whereas in the movie... Um, Leah calls him. Leah calls him, and she's just like... Oh my God! You, you need to check it right now. Yeah, yeah. And then his sister still came in, and they had a little moment. But she, he was wasn't. He took his anger and frustration so out on her, which in the she book he didn't do. Away. Thankfully, I liked their moment in the book. I did I too. It was yeah. So sweet. Like she didn't say any. Like his parents in both situations had no clue any of the shit's yeah. going on, which I found very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, granted, in the book we find out later that Martin actually took the post down himself. He was reported, but the administration never supposedly saw it or whatever or had to deal with it. I don't really know how that works with those sites. I mean, site admin's not immediate, unfortunately. Yeah, but I would always imagine. In my mind, you would think that, that there'd be like a blueprint of it or something. Like, they would see what was being taken down or something. But either way, parents know nothing about it. But he ends up telling, you know, his parents in both situations on Christmas. But unfortunately, like, he's outed. I feel like that, like... Yeah ruins christmas a little bit like that's hurtful like okay well, it forced yeah it forced, forced him to do it on a day that he didn't yeah planning on doing it yeah, yeah. and it's so then i think that's like a big part of it for mm -hmm. simon is it wasn't that he wasn't going to tell his parents yeah. it wasn't that he wasn't going to tell nick and leah it wasn't that he wasn't gonna like keep this he wasn't gonna keep the secret forever mm -hmm. you know it was just his decision as to when he tells them and how he tells them and probably on christmas day opening gifts was probably not how he wanted to be like hey guess what how about i give you extreme news that you're not prepared for in any way yeah, and also I'm, I'm emotionally devastated because i've been outed to everyone at school yeah right and like it does it t that takes a lot a lot a lot of work i mean even when i was coming out to my friends who i knew very much were very supportive like, that takes a lot of emotion, a lot of, like, consideration, uh, a lot of, like, how am I going to tell them? How am I going to communicate this? How am I going to react if they react differently? Because you don't know. Like, even your most closest supportive friend um, uh, that supports you in every way, mm -hmm. you can still come out to and they can say, mm, I'm not really digging this. I actually had that situation happen to me where I had two of my close friends in high school. One of them, I thought I was going to come out to her and she was going to be like, no, this is totally against my religion and I can't support you and you're living a life that's wrong. And the other friend I thought was going to embrace me and be like, no, you're, you're awesome. Like this, you live you, you do you. And when I told them, they had the complete opposite reaction than what I expected. One of them, I was totally like, full of anxiety, like on pins and e needles, <clears throat> just expecting her to like just crash down our entire world. But she embraced me and she said, I have so many questions. Let's talk through this. Like, I love you still. And the other friend is like, mm -hmm. I can't support you. 
And this is a person that I thought was like going to just totally embrace it and love me for who I was. And, and it's, and it wasn't, didn't go that way. So yeah, it's, it is something that you really don't know exactly how that other person is going to respond. And you really want to have that moment to really prepare yourself. And so, yeah, like to have somebody just out you like that and that now it's out there, it really is rough. So I can totally relate with, with him on that. <clears throat> yeah. And I mean, I think that was amazing. One, thank you. Got me crying. We Thanks. love you. you well, I know. Alicia's crying right now, <laughs> guys. I was almost there. Emotions. Um, I love you. <laughs> and I remember when you were going through this mm -hmm. and it was horrible. Uh, because one, that person was really mean to you, and I may have told her she's a normal person. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you did. I'm glad. This, this may be the ass kicking I referred to via instant message, but I was like, you know what? You can take your opinions and shove it up your ass. <laughs> Don't you ever talk to my friend like that again. You're a horrible person. Um, and you were daring with me because you were like, I have a secret. And it was like 2 a.m. <laughs> and we're outside in our apartment complex. And you were like, I want you to guess what it is. And I was like, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not guessing. I'm not guessing what this is because if I'm, if I'm wrong or even if I'm right, but you're not ready for me to tell you or you're not ready for it to be right, I am like, you will hate me. <laughs> and I told you that. And you were like, I won't hate you. Guess. <laughs> And that's because I was, like, seriously, Ashley, I don't even remember talking to you about it because I was so full of, like, anxiety. anxiety. You would already told Erica. Um, <laughs> and I don't remember telling her. I, I remember I was in her room. I remember we were outside. And that's about all I remember. Like, I don't even remember the words I you blacked out. But, like, it's completely blacked out. Like, every single one of my coming outs, I've been blacked out except for Janelle. Mm. And that's a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you told her first, and she was like, Justin needs to talk to you about something. And I was like, what? And she's like, he needs to tell you a secret. I was like, oh, is it that he likes boys? And she like <laughs> stared at me, and I was like, oh, is that really it? And she was like, no, no. Yeah. And I was like, okay. You know? <laughs> I was like... I was like, I've been waiting for that big reveal for like a year and a half. So, okay. Um, and then that's luckily what it was because I did guess and I did, I did throw it out there. I was like, are you gay? <laughs> are you bisexual? Are you questioning your sexuality in any kind of way? Please don't hate me because I'm actually saying this out loud to you. And, and I love you. And I love you. And I support you no matter what. Um, if you want to. Deny it and stay in the closet for 10 more years. I will love and support you that too, but please don't be mad at me because I'm literally guessing what I think it is. And you were just like, it's it. I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God. I was like, I've had gay friends since I was in like the seventh grade. I was like, I love and accept you. Please know. Like, yes. This is not going to rock my world, you know. <laughs> I am all in. So yeah, so that was that was scary. I think for both of us because of your guess guess situation. <laughs> put it on the other person. I'm so glad I was able to do that. I was able to put that stress on you, Ashley. <laughs> guess my secret and make you have that stress. I was like. You knock someone up because that would be less stressful for me right now if you did, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, but I, I've dealt with that friend situation already, and I guess you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was it was a it was a whole thing. Like watching you go through that was like emotional. 
You know what I mean? But you got to go through it. You got to choose mm -hmm. to go through it and you got to have that process. Yeah. For better or for worse, you know? Yeah. And I couldn't even imagine. I could not imagine having somebody force me into that. Like, mm -hmm. that's just, that's such a, a shitty thing to do yeah. to someone to force them to go through that. Like, I can't even imagine because even whenever I knew I was stepping into that, I was stepping into that conversation with you. I was stepping into that conversation with other friends. And then many, many years later, I was stepping into that conversation with my family. I was not forced to do that. Like, mm -hmm. I knew that I was doing it. I was able to prepare. But to not have that prep work, um, just to be like, okay, well, this was just revealed on the internet. I need to have this conversation with my parents right now because if I don't, they're going to know in a couple of days. Yeah. Like, that's just, it's, and, and also being a holiday and everything, like, that's huge. Like, I being seriously yeah. had <laughs> so many emotions for Simon during that time. Yeah. Yeah. This is about when we all started to cry, by oh, the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and thankfully, like, he lucked out. Like, his parents were super cool, like he expected. Yeah. His friends were, thankfully, cool. So, like, he lucked out that they rolled with it you know maybe they were a little shocked you know like to some extent but they were accepting of it because it's obviously not the case with some people yeah. um and to have to come out on a holiday would be even more devastating if your parents were like get out right like i would be like christmas is ruined for life <laughs> you yeah. know? like how do you come back from that yeah. um and in the book i thought it was interesting you know like after winter break um he kind of still shut himself off from his friends mm -hmm. in both movie and the book um which I get it, I guess, to some extent, you're terrified. Like, now, obviously, you know that they know, and you don't want to face it. Granted, I probably would rather face it before school myself. Yeah. <laughs> to, like, get it out there. Mm -hmm. um, and, sorry, I will uh, say, in the book especially, like, not just this whole outing, yeah. but whenever something happens, like, like, he drinks coffee or he changes his socks, like, from small things to big things. Mm. Like, everyone makes a big deal about yeah, it in his, his family. family. Oh. Like, his mom goes over the top with whatever it is. Like, I didn't know you drink coffee now. Like, let's have a conversation. <laughs> like, she's a therapist and she, like, she's just every little thing. She just embraces it to the extreme, you know. It's like everything is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Like, and he's so tired of everything, of everything being big deals because he feels like, one, like he's not allowed to change and grow mm. because every every milestone is just like, whoa, what? You know, like you don't like reality TV anymore. What? You know what I mean? Or like whatever it would be. Um, and he doesn't want this to be a big thing. Yeah. And I think that's part of why he was probably afraid to tell his parents for a million other reasons is because in the book, he's like, I didn't like he tells them and he's like, it's not a big thing. I'm still who I am. That hasn't changed. I don't want this to be a thing. Because he, he wasn't ready to tell him in the first place. Yeah. And, of course, it's, it's, it is a thing. It you is. know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a thing. It's a big thing about who you are. Um, and so, yeah, so I think that's part of why he shuts down so hardcore. He um, does. Because he, he just, he, didn't, he wasn't ready for it to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like he does exactly what it is. So he goes back to school. And I feel like in the book, thankfully, when he gets there, like, Abby, Leah, and Nick, like, they're there for him. They mm -hmm. rally. They have no clue that Martin is who outed him, mm -hmm. you know? So, like, they're, like, on defense because they live in Georgia. And yeah. in the book, mm -hmm. several other kids have, you know, come out as gay or lesbian or whatever. And they, some of them have had, like, retaliation and yeah. dealt with stuff. So, like, 
his he's got his friends there who are like they've got his back they're ready to fight anybody that says something or looks at him funny yeah um in the movie unfortunately the way it comes out you know he really screwed over his friends like several ways which that i think was like my biggest issue with the movie because i'm mm-hmm. like those are such close friends i could never imagine doing that to some people that i care about that much absolutely um so like when he comes back you know, he can't even sit with his friends at school. Like, they're all, they're done they're with them so right now. They're so pissed. They're so pissed. Like, they're not, like, friendships 100% over, but, like, yeah. we're not going to get in the car with you. We're not going to – I mean, he could have probably sat there, but they weren't going to be happy about it. So he, like, sat alone, and, yeah. you know, that's even more devastating. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you were alone 100% yeah. in the like, movie. Especially, like, during oh. such a, a, pivotal t- a pivotal time in your life. Like, yeah. You've just, like, this huge change has just happened. Yeah. yeah. And you literally feel like you have no one. Like, I, that that's another thing that, like, I, I just felt for Simon so much. Mm-hmm. I totally get where their his friends' perspectives are. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> maybe it's because I related so much with Simon. I was just like, they're all bitches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All no, of them I are bitches. I get that they all have their issues, mm-hmm. but he's going through something that's a lot more extreme than yeah. my friend did not support me. Yeah. And my friend did not like, my friend was not trying to direct me to date this person. Right. No, he's they like having a huge life change. Objective. Like, I was so pissed. <laughs> And Abby in the book is mad at him. She's she is the one mad. that is mad at him because she, because Martin tells her, and then she's mad because she's like, even with this secret that you didn't want to come out to the world, you know, even with that, you shouldn't have basically done what you did to me. But yeah, she, um, and that's like maybe like what a few days later or a it's, week it's after being in like, school. It's not even like it's that not long. immediate. Yeah, um, it, but she, she's she realizes yeah. that obviously Simon was going through something such like so monumental that. You know, he, she's like, you get a pass. You yeah. know what I mean? You were being blackmailed. You get a pass. I forgive you. Like, we're still good friends, and I love you. And that's one thing I liked better about the book, because I, I felt like in those situations, like, he needed his friends. Yeah. And in the book, he had his friends, and, like, yeah, like, she had the right to be upset with him, and then she got over it, and they were fine. Right. Whereas in the movie, I feel like he's so alone, mm-hmm. and not to bring up, like, a dark subject, but, like, suicide is such a huge thing right now yeah. yep. that, like, unfortunately, there could be, like, yeah. that one kid that that whole moment of culmination could be, like, what tips them over the edge. Right. And it's, like, unnecessary. And so, like, that was, like, uh, that part of the movie, like, really bothered me. So I was just, well, like, no. Like, and, and in you the guys. Movie, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, I was going to say, in defense of Simon Lyon in the movie. Yes. Although it's hard to imagine doing that to your friends. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. I can see oh, yeah. doing what, because it's such a big deal, and it's, you know, it's such a big deal. It's a bigger deal than lying and saying that Abby has a boyfriend in college. Like, it's a it's a bigger, you're trying to save your own ass, you know? Mm, that's true. And so, in defense of Simon, I mean, he does horrible things. He meddles, he lies, he whatever, but he's only trying to self-preserve mm-hmm. yeah, his possibly. whole life, as he currently has it and knows it, you know? And so... Yes, you know, his friends have a right to be mad at him for lying and meddling. It's not that they don't have a right to be mad. He lied and he meddled and whatever. That sucks. Mm -hmm. But I don't feel like they have the right to isolate him in the way that they do in the movie. When he's obviously going through something much more than than they are when they're like, you kept us from dating for a month. Like, fuck you. You know, it's high school. Get over it. You know, like... You guys have just been flirting instead of dating for, you know, like... Well, (laughs) and in the book, he has multiple, like... 
retaliation or whatever you want to call yeah. it, events happen. In the movie, there's like one. But in the but book, it's a pretty big deal. It's a big one. But yeah. in the, and you know, in the book, there's several. And it's yeah. just like, ugh. So I also, well, I also want to mention, not only are his, did his friends abandon him, but Blue abandoned him. Yes. Yes. In the movie. In the movie, he found out right away and he was like, uh-uh, I'm done. Because <laughs> Which he's so afraid of being pissed exposed. pissed me off. It too. really pissed me off, It was too. terrible. It was horrible. Yeah. And the, I like the book so much better. Me too. In that like, area. In this area, I agree. Because he even, like, deletes his email account so that yeah. he can't, Simon can't even email him anymore. Yeah. He's but like, I understand Blue's perspective, too. I like, do, too. I, yeah. I mean, Blue's going through the same thing. And, yep. oh, my goodness, I could be outed along with Simon. Then that email could have been a little nicer, don't it you could think? Ha- it could <laughs> have been. But if you think about it, like, you know, you have that fight flight you know response Response. and he had the flight response like he was just like oh my gosh this is out in the open and also in the movies you gotta remember they actually um martin posted the actual emails Mm -hmm. so it wasn't just only the fact that blue is gay it's all this other stuff that blue was experiencing as well like you know his love for Jon snow and Mm -hmm. possible like intimate things that he was doing in his bedroom with Jon Snow on the TV. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, like, that is stuff that is, like, oh, my goodness, I don't want people to know who I am. So, yeah. done. <laughs> identifying things about him, like, mm-hmm. the fact that his parents are divorced and his dad lives out of town and that he's Jewish. And, like, there were identifiable things that they were sharing with each other mm-hmm. right. that you could, I mean, obviously Simon shared way more, and that's why it was easier for Blue to figure out who Simon was. But... It, it would have been pretty easy if you knew who Blue was to probably put this stuff together, at least to give you a hunch of to who Blue's identity is. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I – so as shitty as it is for him to do to Simon, I understand the fear that would motivate you to say, I can no longer continue this email relationship or whatever mm-hmm. it is that we're having. I have to protect myself. And also with, like, Simon, he was he was the one that was more secretive. Mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. then or did i say blue. simon blue. Yeah, blue. blue was more secretive than simon was throughout the whole email conversation as well and so to have that just finally like released to everyone i could totally see where he was like nope oh, no, completely yeah. I'm, I'm done i can't do yeah. this i gotta go i gotta hide run, from this run and away from it as quickly as possible so in the books which is different <clears throat> mm-hmm. um because i think that um oh yeah so uh, Martin releases the stuff on the Creek Secret site. Mm-hmm. And that's when Simon's like, I'm sure you figured out who I am on Creek Secrets or whatever. And that's when... And he never saw it. Blue's like, I don't ever get on the website. And I was like, what? This started this whole conversation. But fine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> just, you apparently got on it once and you posted about your life and then you just been avoiding it. So I was guess Was that possible. when he was on vacation, though? Was it yeah. just because he didn't have mm-hmm. it, or did he actually say, I just don't get on it? I don't remember. I thought it's he said important. that he it doesn't. I, I guess like it's he not said that important. Yeah, I feel like he I, said he didn't get on it, but still. But still. Yeah. It but was also during like, vacation, too, though. But he's like, I don't even need to be on this website because I already know who you are. He's like, I've already figured out who you are. You know, Simon says, you're pretty creative or whatever. And he's like, I'm, I'm still not ready for you to know who I am or whatever. So he doesn't shut it down completely in the same way as he does in the movie. Which I like. Um, I like that they well, keep talking to some degree. Yeah, I do too. But he's basically like, it's still like, this is kind of, they don't email each other for weeks, you know, mm-hmm. like two weeks. But Blue does attach a sweatshirt and a bag on Simon's locker. And yeah. it's an Elliot Smith sweatshirt. There's a whole thing about how Simon 
doesn't wear band t-shirts, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. And so, and they have this whole connection about Elliot Smith. And so he buys an Elliot Smith band t-shirt and then leaves it for Simon as a gift. And in the books, this, you know, means a lot to Simon, mm-hmm. but he's also mad <laughs> yes. because he's like, he's like, you want to leave me a shirt? Like he, he like almost like part of him wants to just put the shirt on right now and wear it around. And the other part of him is like, fuck you. You won't talk to me anymore, but you leave me a creepy band t-shirt. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, you know, like tell me who you are, you know? And so, um, and he would have figured it out quicker if he had actually put the shirt on. True. Uh, but instead he, because he's this stage five clinger like me, starts, <laughs> starts sleeping with the t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> under his pillow. <laughs> Something yeah. super weird. Also like me. And so <laughs> I was like, this, this creepy behavior is so relatable. Like the fact that he didn't put it on a pillow and just like carry it around cuddle like it. a person. Like cuddle with it. It's like throw it on a body pillow. But so. Let's be honest. We would all do that. Okay. Right. Seriously. I mean, <laughs> is it really that creepy? I mean, yeah. It comes out creepy. Society would say it's creepy. Society would call it weird. every single person in their mind are like, yeah, I would totally sleep with that shirt. I would have slept with that shirt. Totally. Right. Like, I thought maybe you would have slept with it on or whatever. I but probably would have worn it is what yeah. I probably would have done. I mean, yeah. yeah, I probably would have done that too. But. And if he had, he would have realized that Blue left a note in it. With his phone number. Mm-hmm. So in the book, Blue doesn't cut off communication with Simon after he figures out who he is and Simon is out into the world. He instead gives him a present. Yes. <laughs> and also his phone number. Which he doesn't see for weeks, so the communication weeks. ceases. But all along, he had the phone number to keep conversation going at a more intimate level. And he's just heartbroken, and he's thinking of Blue everywhere he is. Yeah. And he sees the coffee, and he sees he sees all sorts of things that are reminding him of Blue, and he's just, like, heartbroken. That would totally be me. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's everyone. Like, everyone, you're heartbroken, everything you see, like, a song, the rain, you know, like, yeah. a leaf slowly blowing down the sidewalk. You're like, that leaf is so blue, right? No. Oh, oh my god you know i'm so alone and then you cry and you're just like a hot mess so poor simon is going through so many things and what he doesn't know and what he kicks himself when he realizes is that for the last like two weeks of his life he could have been like texting with blue yeah. yes and whatever um so i feel like blue in the book i like that a lot more Me too. than blue in the movie being like bye you know well, one thing i liked yeah. about blue in the book too um you know in the in the book he never suspects um, Bram as blue. Like, he mm-hmm. mentions several right. times, like, oh, cute Bram, you know, mm-hmm. he's so quiet. I wish I knew what was going on in his head of his, or I wish he could be in, like, his co- close circle. Like, he mentions several times, like, clearly he finds him attractive. Yeah. He obviously just doesn't really think that, like, he maybe that think, he's, yeah. you know, gay or whatever, or an option. So he just is like, oh, he's cute, but, like, I won't get attached. You know. He doesn't at all think that he's blue. Yeah, he has no he clue. Felt like he he didn't he mention he felt like he was kind of cheating on Blue, thinking he was cute. Like yeah. I swear yes. that yeah, yeah that he kind of specifically with him. Like well, I think it's because he thought the blue was a reference to eye color. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so there was a guy named Cal. Cal uh-huh. that did have blue eyes and a blue binder. So he kind of and he thought you know Cal was cute. So he definitely like tried to put you know Cal as his blue for most of the book. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there was the hint that Blue gave to him 
which is that he had the same name as a president. Mm-hmm. However, that came up or whatever. Yes, that's true. Um, because he was he thought it was Cal and he was trying to guess. And he yeah. said, I think you have the same first name as a president, blue eyes, and you pushed me down the hallway in a chair one time. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and he he's said, like, yes, no, and no. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely not, right? <laughs> And so, yeah, so he's trying to guess who Blue is. This was before, obviously, they had falling out or whatever. But so now he has this in his mind. And I like this in the book, and they didn't do it in the movie. But he gets freaked out that Martin could <laughs> that be. That didn't make any sense to me, though. No, that but it was Martin funny. could yeah. be Blue, which just makes no sense at all. But he gets completely freaked out based on the presidential name thing, and it could be. And yeah. he's like, why would he do this? I don't know why would he want to get with Abby. I don't understand. Like, he's just, like, so freaked out that it could be Martin. And, I mean, you can't blame him at all for being freaked out that Blue is Martin. For sure. You know, he's like, that doesn't make any damn sense in my head. But what if it is? Um, and then later we find out that it's, you know, it's, Bram. It's Bram. And our Abraham. I know. And one thing I thought that was super, I think my one of the favorite parts of the book versus the movie, too, was how that they got together was um, at the end – was that he had emailed him being like, I'm attending the whatever the, the carnival. carnival. The yeah. carnival at whatever that place was. You know, I'll be on this ride, you know, which he knew that. In the book or the movie? In the book. Okay. That yeah. he knew he, that. I think he specified a ride in the book. I think he, I think he did. No, because he's just looking for him everywhere. And he finally gives up and goes to the tilt world because it's the That's last That's right. Place You're that he would correct. Be. Yeah, because yeah, he liked that. Well, because he was avoiding it. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, he's not gonna be there. Yeah. Because previously, Blue had mentioned that he got really sick on a tilt world once. Yep. So, yeah. You're right. You're right. But I like that he said, "I'll be there." Like, you know, you know who I am. Find me if you want to talk or whatever. Um, and so I thought that was so sweet because it was like they ha- got to be on their own terms, yeah. meet, you know, secretly. And, like, it was sweet that he made that leap mm-hmm. to go on something that he fears probably the most of all the rides <laughs> there. Yeah. <laughs> and he wrote it, you know. Mm-hmm. And they, like, kind of were able to start the relationship. Whereas in the movie, you know, he posted a really sweet message on the forum and everything. trying secret. Yeah, to yeah. reach out to him. But unfortunately to me, like, I get it. It's Hollywood. But, yeah. like, I feel like after all of that, I want a little privacy, you know, like just a little he bit. He has no privacy now. He like, has none. Yeah. But, like everyone, because it's so public, everyone's there, like watching and then like watching him just be like more and more and more and more yeah. miserable and failing. And it's embarrassing. But they were supportive. They were which supportive. I was sweet. And yeah. as much as I dislike Martin in the movie as well as the Both, book, yeah. he at least <laughs> felt pity, you know, and was just like, keep him going and gave him whatever money he had to keep. <laughs> Keep yeah. the sad, sad ride <laughs> right. along. He even in the movie, he even tells him that he's blue, even though he's not, just because it's so brutal and he feels so bad. He feels like, bad. Yeah. He Which did this. I did kind of like that more in the in the movie yeah. because I feel like not that at any point in either story does Simon accept any of Martin's apologies. He does not. Um, or give him any of that. But in the book, Martin sends him like an email and it's just like, I'm so sorry for everything. I understand, blah, blah, blah. And Simon just ignores it, which he has every right to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Martin is the worst. Yes. Um, but I feel like in the movie more when they have that moment, it's more of a like mm-hmm. forgivable kind of like moment between them. Because he's just, <laughs> every other time in the book, whenever, or in the movie, even when Martin had 
like approaches Simon, Simon's like, go fuck yourself. And so <laughs> it's, it's the only time where in the movie uh, you get a chance where Martin apologizes yeah. again. And it's not that Simon's like, I accept you and we're friends or I forgive you. Like none of that. But it's just kind of like, you know, Simon's just kind of like, I'm just on this Ferris wheel. So um, <laughs> yep. I did like the movie ending better. One, I'm a sucker for Hollywood endings. Um <laughs> But the the book had a more realistic ending. Yes. Um, where they meet in secret and they realize who each other are, and he's so excited that it's Bram, and they like they kind of start dating. Like they have they that moment. They don't kiss right away, you know. Um, they're going to like uh, the sisters' concert, the talent show together. Mm -hmm, ta yeah. And they like you see the beginning of their relationship, yeah. and they have like a moment in an afternoon together where they like make out on a bed, you know. And I thought <laughs> that was so cute. Um, yes. yeah. and, and then that's kind of the end of it is like his parents come home and they're like, we need to talk about this. Cause they figured out that they weren't really studying, you know, <laughs> and, which his sister creepily set up. Yeah. Sister and and he's finally time. like, I have a feeling this is going to be a big deal, but maybe I want it to be. And that's how the book ends. And I thought yeah. that was sweet. Yeah. Um, another thing I really thought that was sweet, um, that was in the book. It wasn't really referenced in the movie as much was that, um, when they came out like together, like, you know, Bram acknowledged that they were, he was going to come out as well to high school by like holding hands and going through and it just being what it is. But I felt like Garrett and him were like BFFs. And I think Garrett knew because Garrett was like, yeah, he drugged me three times to see your play. Yeah. It didn't you know seem like I mean? a thing. So it's like, I think Garrett knew all along to some degree. Yeah. And like, I liked that. Like, oh good. He did have a supportive soccer friend. Yeah. Who like just went along like, Seriously, you're dragging me to this damn play three nights in a row. <laughs> right. I don't care. Yeah. Right. Here Garrett, I am. <laughs> like, Luke, gets BFF award of the yes. book. Yeah. You're going to see any high school production three nights in a uh -huh. row. Especially um, Oliver. Oh, I yes. know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're a real trooper, Garrett. So I, thought um, that was, <laughs> I just like that. That was super sweet. And, like, yeah. having seen that, like, thinking back in the book, there were several moments, like, um, at one point when I think Abby or someone made a comment about setting Leah up with someone. She's like, I don't need someone. And, like, Bram had like looked over at him um, and he was just like, just ask Leah out. But it was like the way that Garrett <laughs> looked at him in the book. It was like clear, like, yeah. no, like Bram was looking at you because he's checking you out and he's too scared. He was like so <laughs> nervous around him that he would just like clam yeah. up. You know, yeah, that was just like so talk. adorable. Yeah, yeah, Bram was adorable. Bram in the book is like not as outgoing as in the movie. Yeah, Bram in the so movie much. has like, he has lines. I yeah. get that because yeah. otherwise <laughs> Bram wouldn't have any lines. He would, just be yeah. he would just be a person that's at a table and you would never notice him because he doesn't talk and that's how movies are. Yes. You know? True. Um, also, that's how life is you guys talk if you like someone but you yeah know? True. <laughs> um but but what i was saying that i did like the movie ending just a bit more because it was more like like yay like finale you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. yes it was horrible and it's outgoing and there was no privacy yeah. when you post on the site it was so cute. but like you've already faced the worst and that's how i felt like simon's already faced the worst of like cyberbullying. you know mm -hmm. putting yourself out there at least that's on your terms it's true even if it fails even if it's also embarrassing. It never shows up, and people just watch you go around a Ferris wheel until the park closes. Like, even then, it's on your terms. And I felt like that was good for him to have control mm -hmm. of that situation and say, hey, I'm putting this out there. I'm throwing it to you. Ball's in your court. This is my grand gesture, you know? Mm -hmm. And luckily, in, like, the 11th hour, Bram shows up and gets on that Ferris wheel. And he's so confused. He's like, I was waiting for someone. Like, like, why would you just get on this Ferris wheel with him? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he's like, I know, 
it's me, you know? <laughs> and let's be honest. If we were Simon on that Ferris wheel, we would have been like, yeah, Bram, you can sit right here. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Let me just you scoot. sit right here. Let me just yeah. scoot over. I don't care if you're like blue She's or not. So you sit right here. But can we just talk about how like a major motion picture... Mm-hmm. Like the main character then kissed a boy. Like seriously, I know. Yes. that uh, was the end of the movie. And, and that's, that's really exciting. like, yeah, I love it. So it was super exciting. It yes. was like the perfect ending. It was just like, and then they kissed twice on the Ferris wheel, yeah. Yeah. And, and people the whole crowd. cheer. They were yes. cheering. They yes. cheered. Yes. <laughs> and then awesome. that's it. And then it's like, ta-da! And I was like, yes, you know. So I heard someone else describe it before I saw it as kind of a classic 80s movie, uh-huh, yeah. but with, you know, the gay storyline. And I definitely thought that, like, the whole time I'm like, I could see, like, if John Cusack was yeah. <laughs> right now, he would be Simon. I, I loved that, that it was, like, it's kind of a, t- it's a love story. It's a mm-hmm. teenage movie yes. that could normally just be, I don't know, a typical story, but they put in the, the gay and the love and the kisses, mm-hmm. and it was, it was awesome. That's so, what I loved about it so much. It yeah. was sweet. I have to do this, and I feel really bad to do this because we got to the end of the book and the movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like we need to go back just one minute. Okay. okay. And talk about one specific part of the movie that is my most favorite part of the movie. I hope that I know. What you're ta- is it when we all cried? It's when we all <laughs> cried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have to say, like, that moment of the movie, so... <clears throat> Simon, take us there, Justin. I'm taking us there. <laughs> I'm gonna take us there. It's when Simon, Simon's like, you know, been beaten up, and everyone knows, and the whole world knows, he's just told his parents, and everything's awkward and everything. He comes home, and he looks at his mom, who's sitting on, I don't know, the couch. their couch in like their one of their many living rooms that they have because they're rich, um, <clears throat> and he looks at his mom. He's like. Did you know? And she just kind of takes his pause and looks at him and says, I knew that you had a secret. And I knew that you've had a secret for many years. And just kind of went on this this tale of like how when he was young, he was very happy, like baby and like giggly. And then at one point in time, it just seemed like he was holding his breath. Mm-hmm. And like he just didn't feel like he could be himself. And... I have had several of my friends and coworkers come to me who've been like, I think my young like kid who's like, you know, five, ten, because we're still young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my friends still have kids, little kids. Yeah. And they've asked me, what do I do? Or I think my kid might be gay. What do I do? And this is the moment I think that like every parent should watch if they ever think, what do I need to do if my child it comes out? Because she just tells him, you know, you are now able to breathe. Like, you're able to be you and live your life. And that's the one thing that every gay kid wants to hear their parents say. Mm -hmm. Like, that is the one thing that we are just yearning for when we come out of the closet to our parents. And, like, I got so emotional during this part of the movie. Like, I cried. I bawled the first time I watched it. And I cried and I bawled today. And it's like like the sixth time I've seen the movie. (laughs) And I'm sorry, I just had to go back to that point because I feel like it was very, like, a huge point in the movie, too. Yeah. So I love it because yeah. she says, you told us that you were still you. And I'm telling you. Oh, no, I'm going to cry. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. 
<laughs> but you are still you, yeah. you know? And it's just, oh, okay, now I'm all teary. But it's yep. so good. It's so emotional. Thank you, Jennifer Garner, for doing this movie. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. She did such a good really job good. with it. So good. Yeah. Um, it was so powerful and emotional. And, yeah. and like, I felt like we see him struggle with that when he's trying on the clothes in the movie. He Googles how does a gay man dress. <laughs> and that's, like, asking, like... How does a straight woman dress? Like, however you want to dress is how you dress. Like, you don't need to start dressing different if you don't want to. If you want to and you felt like you couldn't before, you know, this is your moment. Do what you want. You know, you're free to breathe. You're free to be you. Embrace who you are. But if you're already dressing the way you want to dress, you don't need to change. You don't need to change, you know. You can change your clothes if you want to. You don't need to adopt some thing that you feel like is a stereotype that you need to embrace you just need to be yourself and just be true to who you are you know and i think that's true for everyone like yes and that's (laughs) like our society is so much about like focusing on what we need to look like like you need to be a skinny woman or you need to be like a masculine man or you know you need to be this you need to be that like and so many people that's like where they get tied up like i can't be that like i'm trying to be that and i can't be that and that piece right there of that movie like is just so huge across mm-hmm. so many places like it's not only just to gay kids yeah it's to you know that weird kid that's like <laughs> that the kid that feels weird anyway that's yeah. in the corner who's just like you know i like pokemon and i'm like 16 <laughs> years old and, right. and all my friends are like looking at me like why aren't you playing sports because i don't do sports right. <laughs> that's okay yes. play pokemon be you do you embrace who you are and love who you are like that's that's huge, and I think that's where our society is just getting so tripped up because there's so much diversity in our in our in our in our community, and we need to embrace it rather than mm-hmm. trying to like make people fit a certain certain mold yeah. and put up walls. And the mm-hmm. scariest thing is being yourself, no matter who you are, mm-hmm. yeah. no matter like. What if you like pogs still? Do you guys remember pogs? Oh, oh yeah, yes. pogs. What if you still have pogs? You can't tell anyone that. You don't. Right. You can't take it away from but them. But you should embrace your weird. You know, that's what embrace makes, your weird. That's yes. what makes you different. That's what makes you who you are. You know, and if everyone's the same, it's the most boring oh, thing. So like, boring. Normal people are the freakiest things in the world. Like, don't what is normal. Don't be that. Unless <laughs> I guess if you are a normal person, be yourself. But you know, like, you do you. But be whoever you are, and that's the hardest and scariest thing in high school, especially, makes you want to be the complete opposite. You just want to blend in. You want to be a wallflower because it's safe. Mm-hmm. There's safety in the crowd. There's safety in numbers. There's safety in being anonymous. You know, but I think. The point of this movie and the point of life is being your weird self, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Let your freak flag fly, you guys. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So I love this book Me and too. I love the movie, and they're very they're different. Both adorable, I love them, and they're both amazing. Mm-hmm. Watch, watch the movie, read the book, whatever order you want to do it in. I think we would all recommend different orders. Yep. Here yes. in this book club. <laughs> I don't know what I would recommend anymore. I think if you want to like the movie, watch it first. True. Just because I I get real upset when things are different, and that's blinded me to it. Like right now, I I can appreciate the movie, but I don't like it as much as the book. I still feel that way. Like I definitely preferred the book myself. I liked mm-hmm. how that story unfolded more, mm-hmm. and the movie made so many changes that during it, I was very frustrated. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, I was still okay with it. Like I yeah. still liked it. But if I had to choose, like, 
I would have preferred the movie been a little bit more like the book, just mm-hmm. because I, I really liked how the story unfolded more. Yeah. They could have, like, still thrown their Hollywood flair to it, of course, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know? <laughs> like, that would totally be fine. But they're both adorable, and I would watch the movie again and read the book again. Yeah. And, and I loved both. I yeah. think that both of them basically had such a great, impactful storyline. I mean, just because of my own personal life, like, it was such something that... It was something that I could attach my own feelings my own perspective too and honestly i i think if i was in high school and i had something like this like this would be something that i would have latched onto book movie whatever yeah. it doesn't matter um i mean i was just having a conversation with a coworker the other day about how like i embraced danny from the real world i don't know if you remember who he yes. was but he was one of the gay characters <laughs> yeah. new, yes. new uh, uh what is it new orleans and I think that this kind of this movie this book like it's it's getting out there and you know we're embracing more of different cultures and more weird if mm-hmm. you if mm-hmm. we want to call it that but um differences is what we're embracing in our society and I love to see this so yeah like book movie they're both fantastic and I love them and I think that that yeah yeah be true to yourself you guys be true to yourself. Yeah. Amen. Yay! Well, thank you guys for listening to this podcast with us. Thank you, Justin, so much for coming here. Susie is making fingers at me. Are we going to do the rating that we do at the end of every... Mm. No? Yes. Yes? Okay. I'm giving this book a five, you guys. A five. Hey guys, I'm going to give it a five, too. I don't know what to give it. A five is at the top? That's yes. the top. Okay, five. Yeah. five. Rare. This book yeah. is Rare. our first five in book club. Yeah. Yep. It is the best book we've read. Yeah. Absolutely. Bar none. I think that means by far. <laughs> <laughs> Too much wine. Yeah. <laughs> wine may be involved here. But it was the best book that we've read. Yeah. And I love it so much. So good. And it's I feel really like good. if you're going to have required reading. Yeah, it's important. In I high school so. or middle school, book. this is the book. Yeah. It really shows curriculum. you just acceptance, <laughs> being kind to others, yes. treating people with respect, you know. Just simple things that is common sense, truthfully, but people yeah. don't understand, especially in, in that stage of life where people are really judgmental yeah. and scared. And instead of just being kind, they like to put other people out in the limelight and, you know, just. Right. Because yeah. you don't understand. You don't, yeah. And there's so many storylines in this book and in this movie that we haven't even touched on still. So many. Like, you don't know what people's home lives are. Mm-hmm. You don't know what their family situations are. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know who's sibling is secretly a rock star or who's his having trouble in college, you know, or who's a sick, like you don't know what's going on with people's lives. And when you don't factor that in, you know, you're, you don't really understand the person. And so I feel like this should be required reading. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. It won't, it but won't I agree. Be. It, won't. it won't be, but it should be because this book is amazing. It's and I feel like risque. it can change lives. So if you've read this book and listened to this podcast or seen this movie, pass it along to a friend Gift this book to people that you know. Make them read it. Mm -hmm. I agree. So, yeah. Well, this book is a straight five, you guys. Mm -hmm. And thank you, Justin, so much for joining us and for sharing your own life story. Thank you for having me. It was fun. You'll have to come back again. Um, Happy holidays, you guys. Once again, the next book for book club is The Last Mrs. Parrish by someone. Liv Constantine. By Liv Constantine. (laughs) Yes, Justin's losing it. <laughs> I don't remember 
remember that from an hour ago yep. <laughs> by Liv Constantine. Thank you, You're Alicia. <laughs> um, it's completely opposite. Feel good. It's not a feel good. This is a feel good book, a feel good movie. It makes you cry. It's emotional. The last Mrs. Parrish, we're going on a different emotional journey. It's different. <laughs> That's in a journey of rage. We're going to see a different side of Susie. <laughs> to be epic. No one's going to cry. No. <laughs> there like will be no tears. Book. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Um, so it's going to be fun. And if you are interested in a book club candle from Novel Yours, please uh, send me a message on the Instagram at Ashley Finley Writer. And say, Elliot Smith, that is the code. And so um, I look forward to chatting with you guys next time. Um, I never say this, and I should. Like, feel free to, like, subscribe to our podcast if you like it. Because that way you find out when we release new episodes. Um, I've done two author highlights this last month. One with Craig Martell, one with Michelle Hamm. Uh, both amazing. They were really good. Both amazing. Her book, Sway, dealt with a lot of similar uh storylines mm-hmm. uh not completely like the love simon but it deals with acceptance and people being different and so please that's a good book to you guys and thank you so much thank you thank you thanks bye, bye.